Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Rana. I'm, st- I'm still exhausted. I am too. But Rana, I hate to tell you, we are legitimate intellectual stars. Yeah. yeah. Cultural right? cultural icons of our very own right now. If I'm, I still have a hangover from how much fun we had on Friday. And are all the kidding? applause we got, even though we couldn't hear it, because, you know, knew. everyone was sitting in their living rooms watching. We knew. Very clear. And they were applauding us in the little chat box. Oh, my on God. The Which is still amazing to me. People can talk to at the same time. What are we talking about? We are talking about Ask Rana with Rana and Brian in conversation with Nick Kroll. Kroll at 92nd Street. Why? If you missed it, you missed a night. And goodness for you. Lucky you. Lucky you. If it you is missed it, correct. You didn't have you missed it live, but you don't have to miss it. That's you can right. go to the link. If you go to our Instagram, uh, go to our link tree. The link is there. You can still watch the show. Uh, you can all of the proceeds still go to the ninety second Street Y, which is just a fabulous institution, and they did such a great job putting this thing on for Ronna, us. We literally had hundreds of people watching. Oh, I mean, it could have been thousands as far as I know. It might have been, honestly. Yeah. We, they, we, we, def- yeah. we definitely At exceeded their hundreds. expectations. Yeah, and ours. But or don't we I always? Don't. Yeah, we don't. Don't we always? You're right. Yeah. It's a perfect we're, show. We're expectation exceeders. That's what well, we're about time. here. Yeah. So go to uh, our Instagram or go to 92nd Street Y. I believe it's in the archives, but you could also search for it. And you can still watch the show. It's up for a limited time. It's not there forever. Yep. And all of your donations and your proceeds Go to the 92nd Street Y. How amazing that the hottest ticket in town isn't necessarily one night only. The hottest ticket in town is in your living room or wherever you quarantined. The yeah, moment. I don't know where they watch. Yeah. Well, for you, it's the tub. Or maybe it is not. the tub. Sometimes it's the tub. It's usually yeah. the tub. Okay. Let's yeah. start the show. Idea, Rana. <sighs> it's wonderful to see. You. Should we just get started? Or, yeah, uh, on you know, it. Well, there's so much to do today. We've got. Where do I do I file updates. complaints? We've got comments. Yeah, we've got people that need help. Of and course. we've got we've got interpersonal issues. I don't necessarily. Who, who does you and you I and or I. the people on the show? Oh, well, honestly, more maybe interpersonal or personnel. Interpersonnel. Either, whichever one sounds better. Personnel would be Yadvina or the Gardner. Okay, or interpersonnel. Like, interpersonnel. Oh, okay, interpersonnel would be you have something you want to raise with me. 
Well, both. So it's interpersonal. Okay, wonderful. Okay, so um, this is a safe space. Brian. I, first of all, anything I just you want to get out of the way, let's do it. I want to start it by saying you're a wonderful hostess. Oh, okay. You're nearly without flaws. Sure. Well, okay. As, as a manager. Stats, anything that starts with a compliment, I think we all know there's something else coming. No, this is, I, I just want a large. Do me a complaint. favor. Don't, 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 we're, we're too close for you to bother with the compliments. Okay, fine. Actually, I'm here to defend you. You got a raw deal on that sauna, Rana. Sauna, Rana. My Rana sauna? Your Rana sauna. <laughs> you got a raw deal on your Rana sauna. What do you mean? It's What's going on with my sauna? Busted. It's okay. broke. Something's not. And I, by the way, I got your paper okay, so, source directions album, whatever that was, on that gorgeous paper. Right. Wait a minute. You talking yeah. about my troubleshooting manual? Exactly. The I took your troubleshooting manual. Yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. sort of like in a frame on a wall, and then you take the book out of that thing. And anyway, yeah. no, the pages are laminated because you know people put their fingers on things, and then you have to wipe it off. Otherwise, yeah. you have to re- keep. Well, the last print. instruction on it is please wipe this off. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, please. Wipe anyway, this. that's yeah. I troubleshot all over it. What? Whatever. Shot. I troubleshot. I troubleshot all over it and nothing is working. Then I brought in Yadvina and I go. said, fix this. And she said, she was sort of like looking around trying to do it. And she said, I can't. And so I said, all right. She said it in English or she said it in Ukrainian? I know you two have been working. I couldn't on tell. Some I was sl- drunk. On some Ukrainian slang. We oh, have. You, you were drunk. How long ago was this? 10 minutes? Yeah, like 45 minutes. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You're not drunk right now. No, no, no. This was a few hours ago. Yeah, yeah. You know, I do like my sauna at like 10 a.m. So yeah. I, anyway, I got a little upset with her because I thought like, what is your job here even? But then <laughs> I got, but she didn't understand me. So it was fine. And then, because I did it with a smile. Oh, and I'm so, certain she did. And so then, Yeah. That's one of Yadvina's talents is she understands a lot more than she lets on. Anyone, all these so people- then she, Who've been here forever and then sort of act like they should pick and choose what it is they understand. Let's and so then way. she pointed her finger down the Miranda Priestley office entrance hallway to your office where you were at the time. And she said, just point it. And I said, oh, I'm not going to her yet. Like, no, no way. But anyway, so I am going to do it She tells you to escalate the complaint. Correct. So I'm telling What's you- What's the problem? It's not hot enough? It's not the light it's bulb It's not getting hot enough. It has, a, it has some sort issue? of wheezing noise. Um, I'm not getting like the full wet that I'm used to. So anyway, it's so- the Schwitz. Is it the Schwitz or the sauna, Brian? The sauna, well, the, 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 sorry. The, the sauna well, okay. can make you wet. Let's just get this clear. There's okay. the infrared sauna, of yeah, course. Which that is built, one, the one, built the one that the gets Norwegian, us clean. The one that's built by the Norwegian. And then there's the steam shower slash Schwitz. The Zelda Schwitz, Rubenstein special. Schwitz, me. <laughs> this house Schwitz is clean. Schwitz means to sweat in Yiddish. Oh, so that's less, more of a whatever that's called. It's a bit tricky though because it's a noun and a verb. Like a dry dry spa? Is that what that is? The dry sauna is the one that was built by the Norwegian. The other one was built by my tile guy. Is it okay. the wet one or the dry one that's Sorry. giving me trouble? Tile guy. No, wait. Which is the one that rinses you clean? But not really. But that is the light. Here's what I'm hoping you know. What's saying. the light? The light is the sun. That's the one that's the problem. That's what I can't. That it's, I can't. That's not going to work for me. It's the infrared. That is the system that is keeping this whole house in place. I send Yadvina in there. I send. I you sent in, her in there. I send you in there. Well, you know, I send her in there in her 
outside clothes. Oh, yeah. And then she leaves them in there for the day or whatever, and they burn off whatever is on them. And then she switches <laughs> switches into her uniform. Right. And so, I mean, this is a corona-free situation that we're running here. Yeah. But most importantly is I need you in that sauna because I can't be recording in the same space as you if I don't know that you've also had your Silkwood shower. So to speak, I always take my Silkwood shower and I'm honestly like, I'm ready. I'm a clean machine when I step out of there. And all I'm saying to you today is like, I was dirty before getting in there and I'm dirty getting out of it. I didn't need this today. Anyway, it's not going to work for me today. Yeah. This is what this. Okay. Let me just take a little breath here because I'll, okay. And you looked at the troubleshooting manual. You went Rana, through it. I followed every, are you, I was like shaking in my boots. I you was so nervous. It. I broke it. I reset it. Yeah. I, you know, those little, like, I don't know, those little handles that you have to pull or whatever. I made sure they were really tight. Okay. Nothing. We might have to go to the fuse box together after this and see if that's got something to do with it. I hate to tell you, Rana. You tried the fuse box. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Vina and I went out there and we tried the fuse box. Okay. All right. So, so you have to go to Brian, Norway or something. I don't know how cut. you're going to get there. No, I'm not going to go to Norway. That guy oh. lives in Salem. He's from Norway. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Unless he went back to Norway while all this was happening. I don't know. Okay. I'm going to take a little breath and I'm going to compartmentalize because we need to do the show. And it's, I need to I need to give my full attention and energy to the show and to the, to the people that need us right now. Yeah. But if well, this, I need if you. What, to- if what you're saying is is actually accurate about why on earth please no no please why wouldn't it be yeah you just told me you were three glasses of tequila in when you lodged your complaint so if i go in there if i go in there and i hit a light switch and all of this is fixed Mm -hmm. we'll just have a long moment where we look at each other and then we'll forget this ever happened all i know is i went in there and i batted my hands on everything that was in there that could move so you tell me (laughs) all right okay yeah i mean Potentially, my whole system is crumbling. Therefore, what? No, it's just the sauna. Some, it's not the sauna. It's yeah. That is Yadvina's airlock. We've talked about astronaut airlocks before, coming in and out of the airlock. That's the airlock. And if we lose Yadvina, I'm going to have to start cleaning my own house. And oh I have, if I have to start cleaning my own house, you're going to have to start cleaning your own house. You understand the carriage house. And if all of that happens, Rana, I have appointments. If I mean. All- <laughs> Over Zoom, Skype. Zoom yeah. appointments. And if all of that happens, I don't know. We might have to go on a hiatus. I don't even know. The idea uh, that I would have to go back to cleaning my own home, I mean, I wouldn't have time for anything else. Is there any way he's really good with his hands? Is there any way you would no. let- The lobsterman? Yeah. Come in here and fix it? Yeah. Let's see how far we go. How we go. Okay. Let's see how we go. Okay. But, I, but if this was all a big ploy just to get the lobsterman into the cabinet. No, believe me, Rana, he knows how to how to turn a screw or whatever. Okay. <laughs> all right. Should we do a couple of updates or a couple of comments? What do you want to start with? Either way, I I uh let's do some updates. Okay. You do have want, one. I you do start have one. With yours, yeah. Well, these lollipops doesn't oh. die. We no. <laughs> there it just doesn't. It it continues and continues and continues. This is from a separate listener who wrote in and said Hi, this is from Jennifer. Hi, Ron and Brian. I just listened to the episode where you discussed C's lollipops. I have some experience with a similar dispute, except I'm the wife in the scenario. Ah. I love a C's butterscotch, lo- butterscotch lollipop. And a while ago, was given a bunch. I didn't think twice about enjoying one of my home. That is until my husband said, I love you, but the sound of you eating that 
is driving me bananas. Oh, boy. I had no idea, but it totally made sense. I was so glad he told me. I certainly know how it feels to have a visceral reaction to eating sounds. I now enjoy an occasional lollipop alone in my car. <laughs> Looking at that oh, last no. sentence, it may oh, seem that, sad. Oh, that's, I mean, does she Looking, stay in the car for the whole lollipop? The duration that of the lollipop? That's a long-lasting s- lollipop. I've, it had, may I've seem had several. Sad. It may seem sad, but I assure you, I treasure my alone in the car time. Love the show. Love you both. Virtual kiss kiss, Jennifer. <laughs> Those a, lollipops are long lasting. You're right. That is a long lasting lollipop. A, have you ever had a lollipop alone in a cat by yourself? No. It's been a minute since I had one, but I would go for a seize if I had one. Yeah. but In your cat by yourself? I've never had a lollipop. For, for I've a had, good 17 minutes, that's how long it would take to finish that lollipop at least. I have to be honest with you, the foods I eat in my car actually are very difficult to eat in a car. Like, you I'm surprised you, I could pull it off. What do you eat in your car? You're not one of those people that eats oatmeal on your, in your car while you're driving, are you? I'm not. A, no, I don't do oatmeal, but I'll do like I a Mexican it, bowl or a taco salad or like something dri- like that. While driving? Yeah. Or like I'll do um, that, you know, I'll, the, the Shuby says a really good tuna fish. So I'll get a container of that and put it between my legs and then just sort of scoop it up as I'm driving. I'm not even kidding here. I, I don't think you are. That's yeah. why I'm so astonished at this moment. So what, what, because what that is, way no one sees you eat it. What is the, well, except for the people that have stopped at the light next to you. That's true. Yeah. Why? Yeah. What is the philosophy behind eating in your car that you don't have 30 seconds that you could just stop in a packing lot and eat? Because honestly, Rana, by the time I realize I'm hungry, it's yeah. too late. Oh, yes. Of course, you're one of those people who, who I'm goes famished. furious if you, if you, yeah. All systems go red alert, red alert, red alert. If you, yep. But you don't notice that you're hungry, or does it just quit? Does it the energy burn off that quickly? You sort of notice that you're hungry, and then a light. A, it's a flip, in an instant. A switch flips. It's in an instant. There a are switch. people like that. Yeah. It's yeah. A thing. W- well, nice to meet you. <laughs> I am that guy. But it still doesn't explain why you have to eat it in the car. You could. You had to go in the store to get it. You could eat it outside the car. I know, at the but. Store. It, Oh, I'm not going to let anyone see me do that. Have you ever so, seen people who eat at the grocery store? Have you ever? To me, people that eat in their car and also people that walk and eat at the same time. I do that too. There's nothing more uncivilized than walking and eating. No, it's the only thing zero. you could walk and eat is an, is an ice cream cone, as far as I'm concerned. That's what I'm You go to Europe, you don't see eat. anybody walking around eating unless they're having an ice cream. I, Have you ever seen is, anybody walk around and eat a sandwich in Europe? No, no, but stop. I do. It's the same as in Italy. If you have a cappuccino, you go up to the cappuccino bar, you stand there, you have your cappuccino, you finish your cappuccino. I don't have time. And then you move. You don't take 20 ounces of Jolt Cola or whatever it is and walk while you're doing that. They don't well, sell you, big, they don't have big gulps there. Well, that is one of the unfortunate things about it is that they don't have your coffee to go at the ready. Yeah. They honestly, and I'll tell you another thing, they don't ask for your name. They don't write your specifications on the no, cups. No, they don't. No, they don't. Yeah. No, they don't. So yeah. you tell me who's winning that race. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll think it over. They do okay. love Starbucks though. Yeah. Which I am not a Starbucks fan, but. Okay. You know, I used to be, a, I'm not as much. Yeah. Old Testament angels. This is another update. Rana and Brian, capital Y, lowercase a. Jacob wrestled with an angel in Genesis. Kiss, kiss. He sure did. Julie, wash, and then her, her her signature is wash your hands. I don't understand. It's just a signature on her email now. But, wash your hands. 
But why did she say Jacob wrestled with an angel? In the Old Testament. Remember we were talking about, you You asked me on the other, on the, I think the, was the last episode, if the, we had angels in Judaism. Oh, that's and right. And I said we had the angel of death, but I couldn't remember if we had nice angels or what. But were any angels, really. She said Jacob wrestled. I've only seen that angel depicted one or two times in a movie, and that angel's always hot. What well, was it Angels in America, one of those? Maybe. We did have Justin Kirk on. I don't think we ever discussed with him Angels in America. We didn't. But it's, you know, coming to come to think of it, all of that at that you see is really Old Testament at. That's true. I just haven't read any of the any of that in so long. So of course it must be in the to- in the Torah as well. Yeah. You were asking if we had it in Judaism. One more this is a lovely update from someone named Tavi. It's actually Tavi. Rhymes with gravy. Because okay. that's I happen to know her her socials handle is Tavi rhymes with gravy. Okay. Is this who is this the I only know one Tavi. Who's is that? The fashion person. Oh, t- that's Tavi Gavin. Tavi, never mind. Okay, I think she's Tavi, not Tavi. I think you're right. But this is Tavi rhymes with gravy. Okay, Tavi rhymes with gravy. Yeah, dear Rana, now Brian, <laughs> I w- <laughs> I happen to know we have a question coming up today that's very complimentary of you, so maybe you'll be able to recover once we get to it. <laughs> <laughs> Dear I don't know. Rana, I wanted to thank you for talking about Gold Belly on a recent podcast. I had never heard of it before, and it's fantastic. My Tanta Joan was visiting a friend in Florida when the coronavirus situation hit the U.S. and has been staying down there in a vacation condo she's renting week to week until it's safe for her to travel back to her home in Brooklyn. She's a born and bred New Yorker. I wanted to say I wanted to show her that we all miss her here in NYC. Enter. Gold belly. Wow. I sent her a collection of H and H pumpernickel cream cheese and lox as a surprise with a, a something. It's that New York misses her. Note maybe. Oh sure. She sent me a picture today of her happy face with the goodies. You really helped me cheer her up once again. You gave me some great advice for a Christmas pre- Christmas present for her years ago, too. Hope you're staying safe and well, and thanks to you and Brian for your prodigious output from the carriage house. Very Keeping nice. Us all entertained and informed as we weather this storm. You seem to be busier than ever. With love and thanks, Tavy Rams with Gravy. Rana is, I have to say this, even during this quarantine, yeah. Rana is managing everything. She true she's managing her life. She's getting everything together. She's the ship runs no matter what. It's a it's incredible to see. All of that changes when the sauna is taken out of the supply chain. I don't see how Rana uh, Brian, I will shut this podcast down tomorrow. <laughs> if, we, if we can't get the sauna fixed. I will shut it all down. If we can't, if we can't get the sauna fixed, and I have to clean my own house, I will shut the whole operation down. Well, I, I ended just up buying a couple that. bars of lava soap. I'll bring one over. And if I, it's not because I'm not clean, Brian. And if I find out <laughs> that it's not working because somebody accidentally left a rocks glass on top of the rocks, or you can bring somebody in. somebody poured tequila into the onto the hot rocks, and then Ronnie, it's a it got into the system, and you know, we'll see. Listen, that sort of thing, other places, like in Palm Springs, is like a party scene. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So you're just saying you, Palm Springs rules. 
You're operating on Palm Springs rules. When there's heat, I operate on Palm Springs rules. P.S. rules. P.S. rules. Correct. Okay. Ronna, do you want a couple reviews? I do, though. There's one more thing that a person wrote that I have to address because this is something I have actually recommended before, and this person thinks that they're getting one over on me, and we just kind of let that happen. Oh, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Ronna, Brian, I was listening to a recent episode in which you recommended SPF to a listener, Sun Protection Factor. I thought, by the way, never knew that. Really? What do you I think ne- it was? Sun protection. I don't force. I just and then like they a force it field. Yeah. The force <laughs> field that you put on your body. Sun protection for me. Yeah. 30, 45. Yeah. Yep. Um, recommend sun protection factor to a listener. But that's why it's the factor of. So that's why what the number means. So you can stay in the sun 12 times longer or 45 times longer or Got it. 83 times longer, which actually is never true because you should always reapply if you're going to be outside after two hours. However, right. this is interesting in light of what this guy's going to recommend. I thought Ron's suggestions were fantastic. Thank sure. you. But I wanted to, <laughs> I didn't know, I didn't know I needed the validation, but I'll take it. But I wanted to add one into the list, which I've sworn by for years. Supposedly, this is the one that Beyonce uses. This information is neither here nor there for me, but it adds legitimacy for some. Whisper it. Shiseido. Oh. Here's a link to the product. It's obviously too expensive to use anywhere but your face, which is Sort of funny, but it dries on contacts, <laughs> completely matte, and has a fantastic smell. It's one of those skin products you buy and go, okay, I get why this is 50 bucks. And then he includes the link. The link. I know it's not exactly a quarantine, budget-friendly, all-purpose family SPF, but for someone with a little pocket change to spare who wants to look and feel exquisite on the shore, it's a no-brainer. Enjoy. Is this the blue bottle? I feel like I've seen this in stores before. I've never tried it. So here's the situation with the blue bottle. Oh, get ready to have his dreams dashed. He really, no, I, (laughs) I use this sunscreen. Oh, oh, you do. Okay. But I only use it on my body. Yeah. (laughs) That's like when Martha Stewart said she only uses eye cream on her body. Uh, No. (laughs) She said that. that I think she said it was either she said I just use eye cream on my whole body because it's the same thing. Or maybe it was face. Maybe she said face. I don't remember. Whatever it was, she's just taking a tiny jar of million dollar cream and using it on her whole body. (laughs) That's very funny. I have used this for years. And I only use it on my body. Why is that? And I'll tell you why. Because it works wonderfully. It smells great. But it's one of those sunscreens that almost feels like putting hairspray on your body. It's like a sticky. So when you put it on, it's not that it's so sticky when it's on. It's hard to get off. And it also puts a white cast to your face. Hold on. I feel like I have used this and I feel like I you think I lent gave me it some. to you. I either lent it to you or I gave it to you. When I you remember. Were on a walk. Yes. And so it, it works wonderfully. It yeah. absolutely works as a barrier and I would recommend it to anyone, but this is a sunscreen I really use if I'm going to be doing water. So let's say I'm on a yacht in the Amalfi coast, or not a yacht, but like an Anesta Riva, you know, a vintage little, uh-huh. pen, little pit cigarette boat taking me between. A cigarette boat? Yeah. Taking me between Capri and, and, oh, I see. and Positana, whatever it is, doesn't matter. Yeah. Like Como, if I'm in there, that sort uh-huh. of a thing where I know I'm going to be in and out of the water. Right. All day. All day, yeah, in, getting, in, in different masses of water, yeah. Or getting sprayed. 
you know, whatever it is. Sprayed? From the ocean, you know. Oh, when they, when that take, gorgeous. When the boat goes a little fast, that's always people, and they turn Do people up the know music. that Ronald likes a fast boat? We may have talked about it, actually. I like a fast boat, and I also like a little disco music on the boat. That's fun. As you that know, with a little, little rosé a la piscine. Yep. Uh, but in any event, that is an, when I need an all, or if I'm going on a vigorous hike, if I need an all day sunscreen, that is what I will use. And you can stay outside all day with it. But it is a little bit of a bear to get off at the end of the day. And so the reason I don't use it on my face, if I don't have to, I would use it, let's say I was going snorkeling uh, or something, uh, I, I would use it then because I would really want that extra thick layer. Yeah. But for in every day, it is too thick. Makeup doesn't wear well on top of it. And it gives a white cast to your skin. So it now, looks like the purge. Yeah. That said, they have st- they also, which you can really only get when you're coming through a duty-free. I haven't really seen it in America. Maybe they have it now, but I've only seen it in a duty-free. This Shiseido they're doing in a tint now. Oh, so, so you don't mind the cast. You can do so you so if you can it's a bit tricky, you know, duty free because they don't always have a sample we can try. You might have to just buy it and then see. But it comes in a much smaller it's almost like how La Roche Posay does those tinted ones. But mm-hmm. I'm not crazy about a mineral sunscreen, really. That's just not the feeling I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. I have a uh Spanish brand I use if I want it's called Heliocare. La Isla Bonita. If, called if what? I want Helio care, i.e. Helio as in sun, Helio okay. care. And they make a tinted, uh, all, they make a tinted uh, sunscreen as well, which is an all day situation, which I will use on its own on occasion. You're kidding. And so it just sort of evens out the, the, uh, whatever little unevenness I might have in my skin tone, but it's, sort of, but looks fresh at the same time. Cause I don't want to be wearing a lot of makeup, a makeup look when I'm at the beach. That's not Sh- Yeah. That makes sense. I also don't really want to be at the beach, but that's another story. Oh, you just want to be on the boat. Sand and everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a yeah. lot. Okay. A lot of distraction. Okay. So I support your recommendation, but I have the opposite experience, which is I only use it from the chin down. Rana. And I don't We have a couple of really, I mean, actually, a bunch of real, I'll read a few, but really stellar reviews, which is no surprise. By the way, news alert. Yeah. We're over a thousand ratings now. In, in, really? uh, yes, we that have, that is a news alert. It is a news alert. We have, uh, oh yeah. Over a thousand ratings now. That Five star so mostly. Exciting. Yeah. And should we take this opportunity to ask people, send us more questions, please. We get it. We're getting a lot of similar questions. We want some exciting new questions. Rate, review, subscribe. Rating, yeah. rating is a touch. Just because we're over a thousand doesn't mean we don't want to be over 2000. No, that's exactly right, Rana. Yeah. As you so were this, saying, we're keeping this machine going. We are constantly reaching for the stars. Yeah. But again, if we can't get the sound effects, and I, whole, I could actually- This whole thing we hit pause on. I just want you, everyone to know. And I want everyone to know the listeners could be on doing me- in a snap. This the listeners could be doing me a huge favor if you went ahead and rated your guts out so that we can get that up over two thousand in case the sauna thing goes to hell. And if we have any sauna repairmen that are listening or women <laughs> who are available drop, right now. Drop us a note. Drop and see if you can get to the North Shore of Massachusetts and how quickly drop us a note. You never okay. know, Brian. If you don't ask, you don't know. That's true. Yeah. iTunes requires a unique nickname, says wow, five stars, five hundred <laughs> 
says 500 stars. Oh. I can't recommend this podcast highly enough. Ron and Brian are like tiger bombs, soothing and invigorating. Also, mm. becoming a member of the Patreon Carriage House was the best choice I've ever made. I'm currently a grad student at NYU's film school. Go Excuse? fighting. T- yeah. Excuse me. NYU's film school. And I can't get enough of Quiff. Thank go you, fighting, Ron and Brian. Go fighting what? She's, she said, go fighting top knots. Is that the... Is I guess they the, all wear top knots. <laughs> Probably everyone in grad school does wear a top that's knot. That's very fun. Men and women, that's very fun. Correct. Because women Thank- are getting down to business and men are growing their hair long. Exactly. Jonathan Van... When are we having him on, Jonathan Van Ness? Can we, that's a, that's can a text we even away, handle him? Can we handle him, do you think? You know what? Jonathan would give incredible advice. There's no doubt about it. We should look into it. Thank you, Ron and Brian and team for everything. R.I.P. Bob. So, Ronna, this person just wanted to say rest in peace, Bob. Okay. Oh. So, uh, at JCNC says, a true balancing act. Five stars. I've been a fan of the divine Mrs. Ronna Glickman for years. Five stars. 500 stars. Correct. Brian is good, too. The show balances humor and outrageousness with thoughtful, sound advice, along with a, cr- a couple crazy gotcha schemes from Brian. Thanks for creating a place to forget about the current state of the world each week, which is very sweet. Wonderful. This, this person, not Carol Baskin, says, um, <laughs> five stars. How can we be sure? That's true. She definitely has an iTunes. She's she's one of those people who's rating things on Amazon and rating things on iTunes up and down. Carol yep. Baskin. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. This book came damaged. You can't and get it's her not, off. It's, it's not what, it wasn't what I ordered, but it's also not what I wanted. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Always been a big fan of the high-low. Your podcast is the epitome. Absolutely love all the funny, compassionate, empowering advice you're giving. I have a therapist, and I am a therapist, and now in my life, you're approved by four out of four therapists. <gasps> P.S. An amazing seven-course dinner followed by a night at the ping-pong bar with a keg of beer in Toronto is my favorite high-low. Tex Guerrero says, listen when you're not frustrated. And then the, the thing is that the, the comment is this. I have a love-hate relationship with these two. <laughs> Five stars. Uh, uh, listen when you're not frustrated is the subject. Professor Gopnik says- Is that what you stars. just said? Listen when you're not frustrated. And I have a love-hate relationship with these two. Yeah. So how, do you, that is two sentences that tells me everything about that person. I, you know what? You are always wearing Hakyu, Hakyu Poirot's hat and eyeglass because you're absolutely right Rana that does say a lot in two that sentences that person has an impulse control problem yep they can't control the feedback they get in their environment and how it makes them feel I mean I, I'm laughing out of recognition and I if think they you're know anything on. they should write us a longer question Tex Guerrero could send us a longer question okay yeah. so Professor Gopnik after taking a breath yep Professor, Professor Gopnik Professor Gopnik says, fabulous, five stars, Rana's effortless perfection. Randall says, hold me closer. Randall says, hold me closer, Brian Safi. In a recent episode, Brian disclosed a time he was cat sitting and said the cat died in his arms while he was watching Elizabeth, the Kate Blanchett one. And the cat had a pre-existing condition. I honestly can't think of a better way to go. Five stars only. Hold Very me nice. closer, Brian Safi. Safi. Do, 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 do. Brooke AB says five My stars. God, of we've got a million comments today. <clears throat> I know. I've listened to the Paget Brewster episode four times. When Brian and Paget work each other up and make 
sweeping <laughs> pronouncements about the necessity of being firm and direct with people in their employ, and then immediately admit that they fear <laughs> confrontation <laughs> and could never do what they've already advised. That was priceless. The best. They're thinking precisely of the advice about the neighbor with the cat. Absolutely. Where the two of you in the very beginning said, before even finishing the letter, said, "Match over there." Yep. And say, if you're not keeping this cat. I'm keeping it. And dun, then you dun, were dun, like, dun. what would you all, would you all do that? And we were like, oh, I'd never in a million years. And then I said, well, I think you should just talk to the neighbor and say, Da-da-da. and Paget said, oh, you, you couldn't talk to them directly. <laughs> Her first piece of advice was to match over there and steal the cat from, you both wanted <laughs> to steal the cat. Just steal the cat. Okay. This is the last one I'm going to read. Mrs. Piff. Okay, then we have to, then we have to get to our wonderful guest. Says, ooh, wahoo, na, 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 na. Five stars. Okay, let's get to it. If you thought you were well-traveled, if you thought you knew a great restaurant, if you thought you knew a great mattress, you have never listened to Rana. But excuse me, what's culture and knowledge without asexual tension and laughter? Enter Brian. (laughs) And don't you dare forget that why, baby. Safi pushes and plays with Miss Glickman until she cracks, and what oozes out is liquid gold. In all seriousness, seriousness, I mean, in any event, I've gleaned valuable life advice from this Jewish Jewish mother and have always loved Brian. Throwing shade, hello, subscribe and contribute to their Patreon. Oh, and five stars only. Very nice. Fabulous. Well, Rana, right. should we say, do, oh no, next week is, this week, excuse me, is book club on Patreon. So yes. read, read Heartburn or listen to Heartburn on Libro.fm by Meryl Streep. Yeah, correct. Fabulous. And um, uh, then the next week we'll be back with Quiff. Yeah, and we have a fabulous guest today who this is we're really taking this is the first time we're taking the podcast international. We're crossing the pond. I think I think we are. It is. This is the first time that we've had an international guest. This guy has such a unique sensibility, but such a fabulous uh, podcast of his own, which people should absolutely look into. Absolutely, and and he really is iconic in 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 Britain. He yeah, really he's is a big. I mean, he's in people's ears over there. And people anytime he him. performs live, you have to see it. He's a total genius and a total weirdo, but also like completely grounded and and brilliant. Yeah, Adam Buxton is our guest a- today. Adam Buxton, let's take a break. Attention, Carriage House members, Rana here to tell you all about Anchor.fm. Anchor is the fabulous app that we use to create our podcast. And let me tell you something. You can use it to create a podcast of your own. It's totally free. They have these terrific creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, if you're that sort of person. I have a staff, excuse me. And now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes, which is pretty fabulous. The possibilities are totally endless. So download the free Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Kiss, kiss. Okay, Brian. Rana. This is your connection. Ugh. This is 100% your connection and how we got this guy. I take that as a huge compliment, by the way, because yeah. this guy's like yeah. a genius. Yeah. You he came, this is our, by the way, this is our first guest from across the pond. It absolutely is. Our first international guest. And what a get. What a get and a guest. Yeah. And you have actually, Rana, you came on stage in London when we all performed together for, for Throwing Shade Live and Adam was on the stage with us. He's That's got an right. insanely popular presence all over the place in the UK and yep. here. If you haven't seen, I saw his live show out here, Rana. 
about you David Bowie Wea. at the Vista Theater sold out, excuse me. In Los Angeles? Brilliant in Los Angeles. That yes, giant, he wasn't oh, in Marblehead. That giant, oh, well, I thought you went to see him in Boston and here no. I'm thinking, here I'm thinking, Adam Buxton was in Boston. He's the only Brian one still in packing Boston. people in theaters at this time, can you imagine? He did a show in Boston, they didn't invite me. But that no, was what I was thinking. he did it in LA, it was beautiful and brilliant. In that gorgeous old picture house, the Vista, that's a big venue. It's a huge venue, sold yeah. out. Okay. Huh. And I won't even go into the A-list names who were there because Adam probably doesn't want me to, but it was like, well, it was it, a who's do it. Give it me one or two. Paul Give me Thomas one Anderson two. was there? No, never heard of him. Oh, really? The one who's, no, he, kidding. The one who's married to Mila Jovovich or the one who's married to Daniel Day-Lewis? <laughs> Both and all. No, Maya Rudolph's husband. That's John how I C. refer Riley, to him. The no, entire of cast of The Affair. Everyone was there. Ruth Wilson was Aaron here. Gibson. Get out of here. Yeah. All the stars. What? Was, I mean, a, I'm not kidding. That's a it was like an off. event, event, event. People in Los Angeles don't go to anything. They I mean, came out for big, him. That's a big turnout. It was incredible. Okay. Adam, he has his own podcast. Called the Adam Buxton Podcast, which is hysterical yeah. because his name is... Adam Buxton. Adam Buxton. Adam, hi. Hey, how you doing, Brian? Hello, Ron. Nice to see you. Was so excited to be talking to you. No where, are we, where are we finding you today? Today I am inside a barn, which is in the Norfolk countryside in the oh. east of England. You're east out near Anglia. K- near Kate and Wills. They live in Norfolk. They don't live too far. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's where it's, Ammon, it's, Ammon Hall is, or whatever it's called where they live. What's it called where they live? Um, a giant gold house. Yeah. yeah. Their, country, land. their country house is called either Ammon Hall or Ammerin Hall, something like Amen that. Hall. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a man hall. A man, a man hall. A man so hall. You're, you're in a, you're in a, you're in a barn in the Norfolk countryside, which is where, yeah. in, if we're looking at a map of England, where is that? So if you look at England and you think that it looks like a crouching wallaby with its haunches <laughs> sticking out at the back. I'll never see anything else. Then we are squarely I in think the it looks middle like a of parsnip. the haunches. Okay. You think it looks it's like, like a parsnip? Like yeah, like a sort of knobby parsnip that grew a little wrong. That's what <laughs> it was. <laughs> Ronna, you should see my knobby parsnip. She doesn't I'd get rather, jokes like this. So I'd she rather wanna... not. Okay. I'd ra- oh, I'd ra- oh, I see. Oh, I see. Oh, there was a double entendre. Yeah, exactly. Do, um, can that. I just ask before I continue? There was some of that asexual chemistry one of our, one of our uh, commenters was talking about Correct. earlier. Adam, what were you saying? <laughs> I was going to say, are, uh, do Americans find suggestively shaped vegetables as entertaining as British people do? Good question. I feel like they don't. What do you I'm think, gonna, I'll say the right Americans do, but I would say as a nation, it is not a preoccupation. No. <laughs> I, think, I think that is something the British would find uniquely entertaining. Everyone, yeah, in, like- Eng- everyone in England can, or in, in Britain can get behind a knobby-shaped vegetable. I would say anything that looks like uh, we're more Jesus genitals. on Jesus grilled toast people, grilled okay. cheese, grilled cheese sandwich. Jesus face is more what the people in this country <laughs> go for. Yeah. Adam, do you speak yeah. Welsh? Me? Yeah. Um, actually, I've got a tiny bit of Welsh I can hit you with. I used to go to school in South Wales at a convent. And so the Welsh nuns uh, would speak a certain amount of, of Welsh and I, the only thing I've got is Citra di Hedu. Citra di Hedu. 
That means sit down. Oh, really? That's all I've got. Yeah. How, I no, thought it well, was, did he secretly hate you? Yeah. No, Which, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe it's totally wrong. I've never checked it. but No, I've got, it sounds I've got a, right. Same uh, attitude. Is, yeah, this is from when I was eight, and the nuns would just say, Sitradiki hate you, and that's the only thing I can remember. It probably means something like, here's that English twat again or something, I don't know. <laughs> Who looks like a knobby pastor. Yeah. Did it mean a lot but, to you when Prince Charles went to Wales and delivered that speech in Welsh? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't have a st- I don't have a strong emotional bond with the Welsh. I loved living in Wales, but South Wales is not really proper what Wales. What about okay. no, it's not no, it's just a little bit more of England as well it is. Exactly. Like yeah, hey on why low- that sort of area? <laughs> hey on why I've never been to Hay on Why. I have yeah. to you know. No, it's probably- wonderful. They, they have a wonderful book festival there. That's right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Speaking anyway, of books- we're in we're out in the middle of nowhere. We're out in in Country, countryside. So it's quite a nice place to be during a lockdown because, well, Nothing the routine changes. isn't all that different. Yeah. By yeah. the way, Adam, tell me if I'm yeah. creeping in too much, but I do feel like that is sort of where you're at right now anyway, right? I mean, you're off social media. You seem yes. to be in a small... T- is that just like you just want some peace and quiet? Uh, Yeah. I, I, I quite like... Um, I quite like being isolated in a I way. I would too. All right, That's Adam. Great. Right, I mean, we've got to do I the always... show. I mean, we could sit here and yes, talk yes, yes, forever, yes, yes. but who are these? I mean, who cares about what we think? We've oh. got to get to the people with problems. All right. Do you want me to read the first one, Ron, or do you yeah, want to? But, but, but Adam, just so people know, your podcast is on, of course, on, and we'll get talk about it again at the end, but it's, of course, on Apple. Available everywhere. Everywhere. And how long have yeah. you been do, doing it for now? I've been doing it since about 2015, I think. Yeah. I used to do, I used to be part of a double act here. Well, I still am in a way, uh, called Adam and Joe with uh, Joe Cornish, who is yeah. now a film director. He directed uh, Attack the Block and a film called sure. The Kid Who Would Be King. And he works with Edgar Wright a lot. So Joe's yeah. mainly involved with movies, but we still get together and do the odd podcast. And so we've yeah. been podcasting for years, me and Joe, since about 2006. Yeah. And it's an art form. It's an. Can we call it an art form? It's we can when like Adam's do. doing it. I feel like we can. Yeah. Exactly. No, your ads. I mean, you truly. It's such a clever show. You. You really. If you haven't listened, you absolutely should. Okay. Thanks, man. I think you're overselling it, but in a very nice way that I appreciate. <laughs> if we didn't, if Don't we think didn't, I am. If we didn't think any, I think we're underselling it. If we didn't think any of that, we wouldn't be talking to you. When it, yeah. Look, in case you didn't know, Adam, this is also a hit podcast. Oh, I'm aware and of so that. And so we it's, are not, we're not starved for guests here. We're picking certainly. and curating. We only get we're the creamiest of the crappiest. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And this okay. is a lifeline for people in these trying times. So I'm honored to be here. And we I hope, hope I can contribute meaningfully. Though Thank I found you, out my son is broken and the whole thing might be falling. We might be ending the whole, if we, if I have to start cleaning my own house, the show's over. That's yeah. just, <laughs> I've already it's dire straits yeah. over here. Yeah. Okay. Dear Rana, sweet ingenue Brian, and Adam, I've been, in, I've been in a relationship with a guy for about six months, and things couldn't be better. He's sweet, kind, thoughtful, blah, blah, blah. We are very open about our past and present and have frank discussions about our exes and other relationships. We also have frank discussions about sex with our friends and don't get wrapped up in the jealousy game. Oh, about sex with our... Okay, they talk to their friends about sex. Yeah. Herein lies the problem. He still communicates with his ex... Let's call him Donald, because that's his name. 
My guy is <laughs> always open and transparent about their interactions and conversation topics. And he clearly has no lingering feelings for Donald. But Donald can't seem to take a hint. He consistently steers the conversation to the sexual side of things, will attempt to reminisce about the good old days, excuse me, and things of that nature. However, the straw that broke the camel's back was Donald was coming to town for medical procedure and for some reason felt the need to send my guy his hotel booking information and chose a location far from the hospital but down the street from us. My guy frequently jokes about Donald's silly attempts to bring the conversation to these places and has said several times that if his relationship and communication with Donald was annoying, he would cut him off cold turkey for me. For me. I trust my guy 100%, but I hate that Donald can't seem to take a hint and drop it. It's disrespectful to my guy and and to me. I'm I'm getting sick of the my guy, by the way. This is just my talking. I know. I think we get – this is another one of those questions where the – the asker thinks that the other person's the problem, and then it turns out the person who's asking is. <laughs> I'd like to consider myself enlightened and logically don't see any of this as a threat to our relationship. But in my head, I want to tell. Like, it sounds like you do. You're writing a letter to a podcast. But in my head, I want to tell Donald to shut off and take his thirsty tookus elsewhere. What do I do? Do I acknowledge I'm not as woke as I like to think and confess I'm annoyed this guy can't take the hint and keeps pushing the boundaries that my guy clearly sets and tell my guy to cut off Donald? Or do I keep logical and see this guy for who he truly is, a lonely guy who realized he missed out? Much love, conflicted Cameron. If they get married, they have to play my guy at the wedding. No kidding. I've never heard that phrase more in my my life. Not even in that song. Like a stamp to a letter. Rana. Like birds <laughs> of a feather will stick, stick together. together. Yeah. Nothing, nah, nah, nah. yeah. Uh, two phrases leap out at me. Can I just say while I remember please, them? Please. Yes. My thirsty took us. Did I hear that correctly? <laughs> you certainly did. <laughs> That's not right. Is it? it isn't. I would never use the words thirsty and. T- <laughs> yes, I thought it, I thought it was cute. It's what does cute. he want? It's- does he want someone to pour liquid in there or what? He needs it real well, wet in there. I think he does want someone to pour liquid in there. <laughs> he does. As a, as a matter of fact. I think he wants to make sure someone's question. other tuchus isn't getting I think that's his main purpose. It might be. <laughs> it fa- he feels bereft of liquid. The tuchus feels as if it's being denied liquid and he wants to sort that out. Also, what was your second the other phrase? Thing yeah. Was that he is equating... He is, he's defining wokeness yes. as being okay with a, 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 an overpresent ex-partner. I don't Ding. think that's being woke, is it? Like, if you're woke, you don't have to put up with everybody's ex-boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever friend. Ding, no. ding, ding. I had the exact same thought. Yeah. Because that is, I mean, it is a very difficult area to navigate. I feel very conflicted because I... I do think it's weird that once you've had a relationship, maybe for quite a long time, like for uh, five years, seven years, ten years even, and then you move on and you enter another phase in your life, you're expected to just, you know, redact that person from your emotions and from your life. And it's not really, it's not possible. You still think about them a lot. There's lots of things that remind you of them. And, you know, assuming that you didn't break up in under horrible circumstances, you know, you still think fondly of them and, and dream about them and all sorts of things. But it is a bit weird that you're just not allowed to talk to talk about them. I mean, obviously, you can a bit if your partner is someone that's very confident and secure. But, but what most about people talk to like them? 
it's not just talking about them, it's talking to them. That well, is that's, the area of concern here, I think, for, yeah, for, thir- yeah, for yeah, thirsty yeah. tochas. I think that <laughs> if this is their, the ex, the ex and my guy's communication my, style, my that, it, that it is sexual. <laughs> I don't know. I think you could read this another way in that the guy says, the re, the the writer says um, he didn't want to stay next to the hospital. He wanted to stay next to us. You could sort of see that as I just wanted to be around friends and yeah. not. Yeah. Well, I don't have any problem with any of that. I yeah. think the real question here is why is it okay with your boyfriend that this other guy is still flirting with him? Everything everything Adam said is is true about an ex partner. And some people find a way to keep those people in their lives or some people keep it to themselves that they can't stop thinking or dreaming that they're still processing through. It was a significant part of your life. You may not want to be with that person anymore, but you're still processing either the grief of that or the loss of that significant thing that was part of your every day for a long time. So it would be normal to think, oh, I saw this thing and it made me think of so-and-so. Or that's funny that you thought this way about it, but when I was with so-and-so, he would have thought that way. And eventually that no, that chatter in your brain will fade out a little bit if we, if you're at the beginning. But these guys have only been together for six months. Mm, you're right. at the beginning of a new relationship. Your new partner is aware of the fact that you're still flirting with your ex. You're not just talking and saying, checking in, how's your job? Da, da, no, da. you're saying like, look at my thighs, feed my hole. Like, yeah, yes, thirsty. you're talking yeah. about thirsty tulkises here. <laughs> and so the real question is, goes goes to this point of the wokeness, which maybe yeah. Brian is much younger than I am. Maybe he can explain. I am one hip to bo- ticket. That's to no both lie. of us. If wokeness is just being completely fine with another person, no. being, having no boundaries with their, with their ex. If, if that's something that all young people are behind these days, I don't think it is. No, no, I, I, th- I don't associate wokeness with permissiveness at all. If it's the reverse, if anything, it's a kind of higher standard of moral uh, scrupulousness. Yes. Well, it bothers yes, you. That your ex, that your new boyfriend still flirts or doesn't mind being flattered by his ex boyfriend, he can either if you if he needs to have this friendship and this friendship is going to be in his life, that's one thing. But that kind of chatter and talk has to stop. And it's and if it's the only way that they can communicate with each other, then either needs to end altogether, or what you're going to find out is that you're not as significant as you think you are, and he might choose the other guy as a friend over you as the current boyfriend. There is a solution that actually applied specifically to the hospital situation. Oh, boy. Did either of you ever see the Robert De Niro Cape Fear? Yes, many years ago. That's fine. Do you remember when he's trying to get in the hospital or something to see someone and he ends up dressing up as a housekeeper with a robe and he puts on an accent. <laughs> There's a scene where he no, gets in I'm drag. I'm going to watch it tonight now. There's a scene where he gets in drag and pretends no. to be a housekeeper and ends up killing someone. And he, he's wearing like a robe and a wig. And I think he, I think he actually looks like an orderly if I'm remembering correctly. You had a golden opportunity when he was in the hospital yeah, to dress up while he's doped up. Yeah. To bring in his food on a tray to granulate rat poison. Sure. Spread it throughout the meal. 
Put on an sw- accent. What was it called? Sticky sweet or something sweet from something, uh, yep. nine to five. Yeah. And just end Light the and issue. Sweet. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and you could have done that and you missed an opportunity. So I would say in so the future. So this is on you. Yeah. Yeah. Really. So I would say in the future, like, A, you got to be really creative to either gaslight your guy or the other guy, or you got to just tell your partner, I don't like how you guys talk to each other. It does bother Set me. your boundaries yeah. here and see how he responds. It says you're very early in this relationship. And Can I, is if, there anything more disgusting than someone talking to someone who is partnered in a sexy way? That is disgusting to me. It's very disrespectful. I mean, but it, I don't just, think- it also just sounds gross. Like you're at a party and you come up to two of us and are like, ooh, you sure do look. Like, it's just like, ugh. I know, but don't, I don't know. I'm going to sound very not hip and very, and you're going to make me cut this in any way. So we'll do, I'll, I'll, but I'll mention it. <laughs> I do feel that I have been in the company of gay men before where there are one or two gay men who don't know how, who, Think I, they're funny, but I'm right. funny. Yes, and uh, and say you know, look at you. I can see your dick through your shorts. Yes, or or whatever, whatever it is, and you just think, huh? If you were funny, that wouldn't bother me. Or if you were funny, you would have said something funny. There, those, the next time instead- I'm at a party with gay people, I'm entering with that line. Look at you. I can see your dick through your shorts. No, I know what you mean though. That people do like making like. It's almost a socially awkward thing to do and it goes too far and it's a shock value thing. But these two, I think I'm probably wrong because these two are having an intimate communication, but because they're texting one on one. I think people who, someone who refers to his boyfriend as my guy is not going to be comfortable with, No, look at you, I can see your dick through your shorts. (laughs) All I'm See, saying is also you've well, got to set your boundaries now. Yeah, you've got to set your boundaries now and see how he reacts. Because I think they don't really und- – I don't think he really knows what the severity of and this relationship is And if his boyfriend is smart, is he'll yet. say, okay, I'll stop engaging with my ex like this. You have to stop calling me my guy. You yes. Yeah. Exactly. And reset. I think, total reset. Total reset. And I think, staying near, I think staying near them and not the hospital is a red herring. I think that this guy, the guy misses the intimacy of the friendship and he was having a procedure done and he wanted, and he was coming from out of town. He wanted to be near people that if he needed something, he knew his friend would bring it to him if he needed it. Mm -hmm. I think that doesn't really have, I don't think he's trying to move into your house. I think he just, he's a lonely guy. Uh, And so there's some allowance for that, but you're very early in this relationship. So if you don't figure this out now and set these boundaries now, you'll be dealing with this guy for, he'll be living in your guest house. For the next 25 years. Oh, we're on a separate issue, but um, oh, no. just we're talking about allowances. The beefsteak tomatoes <sighs> I got you from Trader Joe's, I still haven't been. I just didn't know if your Venmo wasn't working or whatever. We can talk about it after this though. <gasps> <laughs> I thought those were a gift, Brian. The tomatoes they said I never wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were. If, yeah. I'm just saying like yeah. okay. pay or don't, you know? <laughs> okay, like, however don't. you want to handle Yeah. How about don't? Okay. We'll go with don't. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to read the next one? Dear Ron, Brian, an esteemed guest. First, I want to say thank you very much for your guidance and sage advice during these confusing times. Listening to your podcast while taking short walks outside has helped me keep sane while in isolation by myself. I am a graduate student about to defend my PhD dissertation in neuroscience in a few weeks. I've been working extremely hard for this accomplishment for the past five years, and I'm incredibly proud of myself for having reached the conclusion and accomplished this challenging goal. Due to the pandemic, I will be defending my dissertation online through Zoom. 
Originally, my family was going, going to fly in and we were going to have a big celebration for what feels like the most important day of my life so far. None of that will happen. I may not even get to have a hooding ceremony in June. It sucks, but I'm making the most of it. Is everyone else in Hogwarts in the brain right now? That's all I can think about is Hogwarts while we're talking about this. <laughs> it my does plan originally was to gift myself with a big trip to Europe, or Asia, or somewhere I have never been before launching into a challenging and demanding career as an intellectual property law technical specialist. Whoa. Obviously, that won't be happening. So I've decided to use the money I would have spent traveling to buy myself something big. I thought about a car, but I live in a city with excellent public transit and very inconvenient parking. So that doesn't make sense. Yeah. And also like, I've, don't buy a car to buy a car. Yeah, enough. exactly. We need less cars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you're not going to remember that car. Mm-mm. 20 years from now, you're not going to say, oh, remember that Honda I bought myself for graduation? Yeah. Unless it's the Kia Nero. Uh electric car which is currently being advertised by robert de niro who comes out dressed as a hipster and says hey i thought uh i i, I thought uh you needed a a fashionable de niro and they said no it's a fashionable kia nero and then he oh. goes oh i i misunderstood <laughs> I can assure you that throw myself off my. I can game. assure you that's not running over here, and you might have to screen record it and send it to us. That's can you like imagine his yeah. first choice after the Irishman? But I yeah. do want to yeah. say I'm thrilled that I didn't bring up Cape Fear for nothing. Yeah, well, exactly. I can't wait to go back and watch him dressed. We were wearing a mop as a wig as an orderly. Yeah. Okay, it does. Uh, I thought about a condo. Brian's an expert on condos. Yeah, I, I live in a condo. Um, but I'm not sure I'm ready to make a commitment on real estate yet. Do you have any ideas for something big and meaningful to buy for myself as a gift for having accomplished a major life goal? Something lasting that is a bit of a splurge that I wouldn't, a bit of a splurge, we're talking cars and condos, that I wouldn't normally buy myself. My budget is probably a few thousand dollars. Hmm. You could definitely you, buy a car, a condo, a hot air balloon. I mean, what, uh, car, you're condo, on the right hot, track. Yeah. A hot air balloon, a shed, yeah. any of the above. Uh, if it helps, I'm a 26-year-old single woman living in an apartment in a big city. Thank you so much for your help. And I'm sending love and best wishes for health and safety to you and your loved ones. Haley. Mm, I mean, Haley. This almost makes sense to me to the part where she said she was going to buy a condo for a few thousand dollars. Well, I mean, you could get a bad condo, couldn't you? You could in, a, you in could, like a. I don't think you could get a down payment on a con on, on buying property for a few thousand dollars. Maybe in like rural Kentucky or something. She lives in a big city. Oh right. When she says a few thousand dollars, maybe she means fifty thousand dollars. That's true. It's all about perspective. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, let's well let's assume though that she means around about five. That's what okay. I. That's a good. Let's call it five. Have you ever purchased anything for yourself, Adam, as like a, either it was a an important age or an important accomplishment in your career or any, have you ever like done something to sort of symbolize and, and, you know. And do you uh, believe in that? In that idea really. of my, milestones? I mean, I'm, I'm quite a materialistic monkey man. So I do like things, stuff. You do? But- I never would have thought this. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm I'm not as bad as I used to be, but certainly as a child, I was just, I was so acquisitive and I just wanted things and yeah. gadgets. Gadgets were my thing. What, what so, are you, are you like a sneaker person or a, what is no. your, what do you spend money on? 
if I you spend splurge. money on I spend money on tech. Oh, uh, yeah. Laptops and cameras and video cameras when I was younger. The first yeah. big purchase I ever made was a was a camcorder when I was uh, when I got my first job as a busboy and then a bartender. And with my first big paycheck, I went out, got a camcorder, and that was a big deal. Well, yeah, yeah. so that's something, something like this. Yeah, yeah. So that was and good. You I mean, still I remember I, it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've still got all those things as well in my in my obsolete uh, technology shed. All right, so what are we getting for a gift here for the for what this? Oh my god, I forgot. I've been thinking about all the purchases, the major purchases in my life that have made me most happy. Yeah. And apart from those gadgets which I rely on for my work but I do enjoy them as well. The the thing I've bought that cost quite a lot of money recently which I just love every day is a duvet, a good duvet. Oh. And uh, recently, I know, have for, two. For about ten years, we had me and my wife had a duvet that was no. just all bunched up at the bottom, yes. and it was, yeah. you know, just had large areas that were shook, completely yeah. that were just sheet. Yes, and then there Ugh. would just be big clumps down the bottom, and I it was hate terrible. That. And we, and then finally, one day, I just thought, oh, we can just buy another one. That's what we can do, and so. I, I searched, did a lot of research, ended up spending a few thousand pounds. Excuse me. Right? Where did it come from? Uh, where did it come from? I could, I could find out, but I, I don't I'm, remember exactly. No, I'm going to need to know the brand immediately. All right. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you. But it, I searched online and it was one that was specially temperature controlled so that it ke- keeps you warm in the winter but it yeah. keeps you cool in the summer it breathes Mc- so you don't have McDLT. to have a winter eider down or uh you know like what do you call them duvets in america or do you, yeah. do you call them something yeah. else yeah well, we call them comfort down comfort as a duvets yeah mm. right yeah. okay but it is a game changer and of course you know it feels like an outrageous amount of money to spend on a duvet but every night you need it every night. I know. That's and a third of your life. Exactly. That's you a, don't a have third to tell of your me. life and a very valuable part of your life that if it doesn't go well and if your sleep is disrupted, yeah. that ruins everything. So, I sleep on the same bed as the King of Sweden. There you go. So I understand. And, and also the pillows have got to be right. I would. Yeah. That, that is always my advice. Okay. But this is, is a, tw- you know what, Adam? The, I mean, I'm yeah. going to have to stop. This is go a 26 on, year old girl. Okay. She's yeah, not. She she's not 20... some middle-aged guy whose back is bothering him in the in the in the middle of the Norfolk countryside. Okay, so she let's just here's more what exciting, she wants. You're saying she wants she needs something pretty that she loves that she would never normally spend gown. the money on the dress. What about what she about needs a, no? She needs a watch. She needs about- either a watch or a bracelet with an inscription that when she's typing her new at her new law job or whatever it is, she looks down at the little Cartier watch on her wrist and she yeah. says, I earned that. I worked so hard. I earned that. And now I'm a professional lady who's using all my degrees to be a professional law intellectual law specialist i belong in this this is a liminal time in her life she's going from being a student to being a professional and she wants something she wanted the party she wanted the accolades she wanted the robing ceremony she wants to be reminded that there is a delineation in her life where she put all this work into it and that she can feel good and i actually think that 
I, I mean, it's sort of funny as it all is. I think that's lovely because I think too often people put tons and tons of work into things and never stop and pat themselves on the back and say, yes. I worked hard. And that was a good thing. All and right. What so, about a duvet? What uh, about a duvet with a big picture of Joe Exotic from the Tiger show? Don't it? bring him you up on this lose. show. Yeah. Don't <laughs> bring him lose. up on this. I want, I would, but they should sell Joe Exotic sheets. No question. Yeah, Those I mean, I can't believe ticket. that he doesn't sell them in his little fucking shop. That would be a hot ticket for, he may have, that would be a hot ticket for, for Christmas. I think a I watch think is a, a beautiful a, idea. Yeah. I, I Maybe the date on the, inscribed on the, under the, of the watch, the date of the, you know. Sure. Basically that she would have earned her. I also degree. think more is more. Imagine, truly, imagine how many like face Two creams. Condos? Huh? Two condos? No, just supplies, <laughs> you know, oh. like bath salts and instant pots yes. and that sort of thing that you could oh, really yeah. just cover your house in. But also I do Buy think the there things is- that you want that you don't spend the money on normally. Correct. But I yeah. also think there is something to, like the duvet, there is something to a, a piece of furniture that like, yeah. I don't know. I, oh, I like the watch idea, but I do think there I is something that. like, oh, this is a- sofa or a an at-home desk or something that's like yours and that you really like the duvet I love get that to idea. enjoy and the watch too actually that you're seeing every day that you're like luxuriating in all the but time but a desk is a beautiful idea i mean if you're if you're a person who's into furniture or this or that that's a, anything a desk or a chair or something that's opposite your desk or even a beautiful vase mm-hmm. or something that, or what about a kitchen table? Something that you can sit around with your friends and have meaningful conversations yeah. with. A piece Either of something, art? But I think it should symbolize something in your life. Yeah. yeah okay. Like this. The, but I th- So I think that's what is wonderful about all the things that you just mentioned. But a desk especially is, is interesting to me because that's a very old-fashioned idea when you go to, you know, the Victorian Albert or the this or the that. The idea that as a professional person, they would have, this is a lawyer's desk. This is a businessman's desk. This is a, you know, that there was a moment in your life when you started your career that you needed. You think she should have three desks? I think she should have four or five <laughs> desks. More is, you're the one who said more is more. You're right. Fill your room with um, desks. I love all those ideas. Okay, let us know what you do, though. Do let us know what you end up doing. We'd love to know, Haley. And congratulations on your degree. Yes, I congratulations, have a sneaking David. suspicion this entire email was just so that we would congratulate you publicly on your degree. Dear Rana and Brian and Adam, here's the story. Last September, I moved to a new city. I was yeah. traveling for work at the time, and literally the day before I left my new home for a month's long stint on the road, stint on the road, I was offered and accepted a new job that would have me plant real roots in this city. It was something I had loosely interviewed for and was pretty convinced I wasn't even being considered for seriously. I was happy to take the job. I mean, ecstatic, really. It was a pivotal moment for my career. The new company I work for is mega small, just me and a couple of people in the office. I've worked with one of my new coworkers previously, but the other, the boss, I had just talked to on the phone for my interview. The first time I spent any amount of time with him was in basically a party setting. It was just me, him, and a couple of friends left at the end of the night at my house indulging in too many bottles of white wine. The two friends went to bed, and I was left with my soon-to-be new boss. We were so drunk and got to talking and found out we had mutual friends and the conversation took a sharp left turn and we had a weird fight. The dust settled and I think we switched to water and started to sober up. And of course, the wind changed again and we proceeded to engage in a heavy makeout section. Oh, dear. I left town the night they fought and made out in the same night. (laughs) 
I left town the next day for a week uh, for a week before I officially started the new job, and he called me that afternoon to check on me, clear the air, and it was really adult, sensitive, and frankly, as professional as one can be after what happened. We work in the entertainment industry. Everyone is fucking, right? So fast forward, the job is incredible, and I'll admit I'm really goddamn good at what I do. The boss and I have formed a pretty great friendship. Outside of work, we talk all the time, and during quarantine, he's been stopping by to chat outside at a safe distance. The prospect of dating after all this sucks, and I just really only want to spend time with him. Oh, I see. The pr- this prospect of dating after all this sucks, and I only really want to spend time with him. I can't jeopardize the progress I'm making with my career, though. This is truly something I've been working toward for most of my adult life. I try hard to focus on seeking out other potential suitors, but I'm basically just fucking to fill a void. What do I do? Continuing to suppress my feelings seems impossible, but acting on anything seems equally insane. I'm 32, and for the first time in my life, feel a real pull to have a steady relationship. I won't kid myself and think that a partner is going to make me any happier, but I do feel a need for a loving human companion. I'm in a smallish town. The dating pool is pretty small. I haven't told anyone about this as I don't want to impact either of our credibility. Any of your astute and sound advice is truly welcome. Kiss, kiss. Don't use my real name. So she started this dream job, fought, made out. Moved to a new town. Yep. Thought she would be there for, didn't know how long she'd be there, then then got a job where it turns out she's going to be there a long time. And she loves that. Got the job in a tiny little agency or something. She knew somebody from before. She didn't know this guy. Then before starting the job, they all had a drunken night and they fought and then they kissed. <laughs> that's the part that's and then they made up. wild to me. And then, then they had a very professional conversation about it and it seemed like everything was fine, which probably only made matters worse, by the way, that he seemed like he was a great guy after that. Uh, then the quarantine comes. And he's stopping by to say hello. So she's crazy about this guy, but she's also, her career is very important to her. And she's worried that she's going to destroy her career. Is that? That's the gist. Have I got that? And she's in a medium-sized city, which I don't know what that would be. Like Cleveland? That has an entertainment industry. Right. Who knows? Austin? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Manchester? I don't know. did Did I leave anything out of that? No, that's it. What does she do? Boy, I don't know. God, oh, also she does. I mean, she also is in love as as. However, she wrote this letter. She's madly in love and infatuated with this guy, and just doesn't want to doesn't want to say that out loud. You don't and think he's fact, just like the right guy? I mean, the right guy at the right time. You don't think well, he's, he's Mr. The, right now? In other words, he's the wrong guy at the potentially right time, but he. Or he's the right guy at the wrong time, mm-hmm. but or at some right. awkward time. But she's crazy about him. So when she says the thing about ah oh, the idea of dating after this, and no one else has piqued her interest or has she been attracted to like this in quite some time. So he's occupying, I think, a lot of space. And also, it seems like the more she gets to know him, the more she likes him, which is tricky because when you work with someone, you you know spend a lot of time with them. But it's a but it's a phantom though. The whole excitement of that relationship is based on, uh, is informed by power dynamics, and those are not to be interfered with because they will be disastrous, inevitably. I was about to say when it sounds like it would be such a cute movie, it's probably insane. 
you know? Because yeah. really in my head, I'm like, oh, this is so cute. Like she met her boss and they got drunk and had a huge fight. And then the next day they like settled in. We're like, we're professionals. But then they probably fall in love again. And it's like, oh yeah, that's cute in a movie, which means it's probably psychotic. Do you know what I mean? Like Richard Gere isn't yeah. taking a prostitute home for the rest of his life. It's just not happening. Well, I mean, have you been to Los Angeles? Me? Yeah. I have been. I've For met, years I've been. I've met quite a few beautiful women who uh, who have oh, managed I, okay. who have managed to marry men with very little education and and somehow somehow they just ended up in the same circumstance. That's I don't know true. How they, but probably yeah, the guy know. didn't have gerbils or whatever that is. <laughs> no, I think what you're saying is entirely correct. Yeah. I, w- I want you to speak a little bit more on the power dynamic thing, Adam, if you don't mind. What the well, point I mean, that you're making, because I think that that's very, yeah. What's really that, going on here? That, I, I mean, think you're it's both all... making excellent points about this, which is, ooh, I can, it's naughty. I know, but the My, part, part of me really wants it to work out. I really want them to fall in love and get married, but it's crazy. Yeah. It's just doomed, isn't it? Has it ever worked out? I don't yeah. think so. I mean, sure. You just have to watch Bridget Jones's diary yeah. to see all the uh, potential problems. That's true. Uh, I think it doesn't. It, I think it absolutely has worked out. There were people that there are absolutely people who have met people at work and they dated their boss and everything that we're saying is always the advice that everybody gives, which is yeah. it's not going to work out. It's not going to work out. And, and everyone always for, ignores it. There is a sliver of the population, people for whom it works out. But I think. You have to really know that that person is your soulmate. The quality of the time that, or soulmate, if we believe in that concept, but the quality of the intimate time that you spend with that person, you have to be able to say to yourself, I know he's my boss, but we have the same sense of humor. We both agree that we want these things. I love the way he treats this person in his life. You know, of course, there have to be scenarios in which that's true. But this is starting, this is a little tempest in a teapot. And once once this this tingly time and the quarantine and the and this messy wine and the apology and all of that wears off, if there isn't anything there still, the only thing that will be there is the destruction of this job. Adam. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the problem is that it is almost, but it's a gamble, and and also only if you really know in your heart, no, this is really the guy for me, not because he could be the guy for you. Does that make sense? It is a gamble, and the odds, I would say, are almost certainly against it working. And people, as you say, always do advise against that kind of work relationship, especially with your boss. I mean, wow, that is it's hard enough having a relationship with someone who you work with let alone who someone who you work for, that's a disaster area. Um, yeah. And yeah, it could work out, but probably not. However, uh, it's impossible to take that advice, isn't it? If you feel that way about someone, yeah, you have to... It dies you know, when just, it dies, but like no one can tell you yeah. to get over it. Yeah. Yeah, because if you, if you deny yourself that kind of exploration you'll want it it become legendary in your mind so what do you do do you explode it do you just go for it and it explodes just like go to work without a skirt and just show him everything and twirl and twirl and then run out yeah you go in and you say (laughs) i can see your dick through your pants (laughs) and then 
uh, go from there. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. what I say, Patties. Obviously, I have two things. First, yeah. Adam, are how close are you to Stratford upon Avon? Not very. But would you be willing to make the drive <laughs> for this favor? Just, just say yes for the sake yes. of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Shakespeare country, so of course, go I'm right to Stratford prepared. upon Avon and pitch Tempest in a teapot. Because I'm yeah. dying. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I'm dying to see it. Everyone's sweaty. How dare you? Um, I would How love it. How dare you? I, I'm they not can even put kidding. It on, they, can, they can put it on at the Swan. There you go. Exactly. So my yeah. second thing to say is, it is actually pretty, I don't mean to sound like a cynic and I might hear, it is actually, I think, easier to fall in love with a person than it is to fall in love with a job. I think- for you to love oh, your work interesting. is that's a catch. Like that's yeah, like that's very interesting. It doesn't happen a lot. That you love your job and you're good at it doesn't happen a lot. Yeah. You can practically fall in love with anybody, really. Yeah. I mean, you can you can find something about someone that you love and then fall in love with them. I well, agree with that Adam experiment. that it's not gonna yeah. die just because you want to get over it. It isn't. But yeah. so maybe there is something exploding all over the place. But like, it sounds like your most successful relationship right now is your work, and that's not nothing. That's actually very rare. So and and I don't think you're wrong. We're never going to live in a world where people don't say she's sleeping with the boss. Yes, absolutely. We just and- aren't. So if you if that matters to you, I mean, there are of course it's entertainment. It can get messy. Da da da. People move beyond those things, of course. But it's a factor. It is a factor. Yeah, yeah. We also don't know um, if he's it, interested in it. I mean, well, he's he's coming by for remote oh, chats during the lockdown. Right. He's a, you're so. absolutely right. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, he is. But I think um, if. You know, I I only said sort of why don't you just sort of stumble into it and blast it apart and go for it and tell him you can see his dick through his pants, <laughs> but that's that's only because that's what I would do because I don't have any self control, and so yeah. I stumbled into all those disastrous relationships when I was younger before I met my beautiful wife and everything went great. Um, but if you are someone who is able to summon a degree of self control that enables you to to get through that and not cause this disastrous situation to unfold and you know you wow what an amazing person you would be and how impressed you would be with yourself and how impressed that your boss would be with you and then you would have you would have laid the groundwork for a relationship later on if it if you still really wanted it you know what i mean and you'd have the job you'd have your own self-respect you'd have the respect of the guy because you didn't just blast in there and she's dying to have sex with this guy i mean that's <laughs> that's the know. problem yeah. and that and that is a hard that is a difficult yeah. urge to um resist maybe by the time, is only making it worse i was about to say maybe quarantine will make it better but maybe i think you're right i think it is actually it is a little bit the end of the graduate where these two people wanted something that the world said they couldn't have and they were like you know, she rescues her from this wedding and da da da. And then, like, they all get what they want, and the two of them are sitting on the back of a yeah. bus, disenchanted. Yeah. And it's exactly now what? Yeah, exactly. So I think it's there's this no might be question, more about the chase. There's no question these two are going to have sex. They already did this once. They're going to do this again. They both, all they can think Even about is worse the than fight, that, by the way, the fight they, and the kiss. Worse than and that, then they, they made up. Worse than that, they didn't actually have sex. So yeah. she 
it's not like she's going back there. It's like, oh, I almost they, got there. They both have been thinking about this for a long time. Yep. So, but this you've got, is, and, and also, so I mean, if in the, when in this the happens, meet- the question is what you're going to do about the fallout? Because, right, it may be that, at, like the first conversation, he's going to be totally cool about this, but it may also be that your hat's broken for a really long time. So, yeah, man. Those. I mean, just, it just it sounds just like the it well, sounds like it the making out, of but, a. Uh, I hope so, but it sounds like the making of a a, a Me Too disaster story yeah it could go badly yeah though everyone has to take their responsibility in this even though he's the boss she's a grown woman who you know is desiring you know they're both adults also at least in this scenario i would say if you if you wear spanks leave the hole open where you pee out of (sighs) and then do like a kick (laughs) <laughs> okay, Rana, should we do our cliffhanger? Uh, so, Adam, yes, please. so for the cliffhanger, we just read the question, but then we answer it on our Patreon. So, and we have to do our giveaway. And we have to do our giveaway. Should we do our giveaway first? Yeah. Sure. Okay, Adam, here's another yes. set of instructions. Every week we give away uh, something nice to uh, one of the people who wrote in, who we think deserves it the most, and it only has to come from your heart. It's just who you think. There are no criteria other than that. So the, mm-hmm. so do we want to... And what are we sending this week, Rana? Well, this week we're giving something very exciting away. Okay. People who know me know I was at Blackberry Farm just before all of this happened. Yes. Over the holidays. Which is the most fabulous... I mean, you you know what's funny, Adam? They have things like this in England, but they don't really, or in, in the UK, but they don't have them that much in America, which mm-hmm. is a place where you can go to the countryside, to a working farm, and stay in a gorgeous hotel. And oh, have, yeah. It's sort of like a country house experience that, you know, a uh, you know like a, tr- a national trust house type experience. Well, don't they have like it. the chortles or something in England? Or the, cha- the, the what? chase nuts? The chase, the chase nuts, nuts and the chillers. Isn't there that thing where there's all those cute little houses and you go and drive the Chathams? Oh. <laughs> the Cotswolds. Uh, that. The Cotswolds. That's it. The, the Cotswolds. The, Cots- the Cotswolds is, yeah. a, re- is a region. That's but right. This, it's, like, it's like Hobbiton. Yeah. Oh. So well, Cotswolds is wonderful. But this would be yeah. like visiting. It's better than it's this. Go- I mean, it's great. It's it gorgeous. It would be like visiting Soho Farmhouse or something like that. But it's better than that because it's not a chain. Yes. And so it is this tiny, not tiny, but this beautiful working farm in Tennessee, in Wallen, Tennessee. And as part of the farm and the hotel, they make the cure their own meats and they have barbecue rubs that they, they have the most gorgeous dining barn you've ever seen in your life. I was there just before the quarantine. Oh my God, Adam's in a barn right now. This is all working. (laughs) It was a very different sort of barn. This band had the second largest wine collection in all of the United States. The first one, incidentally, was at a steakhouse in Tampa that they were keeping all the wine above ground. <laughs> so if, that, if you need more reasons why Florida should fall into the ocean, you just got one. Though hopefully they'll get those bottles out of there first. But in any event, mm-hmm. they do send through Gold Belly, which came up earlier in, sure. the, uh, in the conversation, they do send um, uh, baskets and so we're, I'm, we're trying to support some of our vendors that we love and, and little places that maybe before they seem very, of course, they're not inexpensive, but those are people that are operating on very slim margins. 
And so we're going to send a BlackBerry Farm basket to somebody. Wow, Rana, I didn't know that was happening. Is it just a yeah. basket? It'll have jam. It'll be like a Fortnum's oh, ha- sure. hamper, basically. It'll have okay. some jam and some barbecue rub and a few other things in it. Are you so mad, Adam, that during all this quarantine, you have been able to get tea at Fortnum and Mason? <laughs> Are you upset? But are, we have. We get it delivered every de- day. Okay. Well, they are, I will say they are still delivering because I sent to my friend a bunch of comestibles from Fortnite. A they bunch of some, what? Some pu- pork pies comestible. and some tea. What is comestible? Some jams. You know, supplies. Oh. High-class edible. Oh, okay. Yeah. High-class edibles, exactly. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, Adam, okay. These, are the, these are the nominees for yes. this giveaway. So- we have, of course, the woman who may or may not have sex with her boss. Yep. We have the person who wants to get something nice for themselves at a pivotal moment in their lives. Yeah. And then, oh gosh, Rana, what was the third one? I can't remember all of a sudden. My guy. My, my guy. guy. Yes. So we have, thank you. We have uh, my guy. And my vote is 100% for my guy. And he can share it with his partner and it'll be a nice little bonding moment for them to get beyond their... Uh, to get beyond the interference of the ex. The rough road. Okay. Yeah. Rana? Brian, who are you oh. voting for? You were voting for the graduate. I was voting for the graduate, but you know, you want to know what? Yeah. I don't, she's already giving herself a gift with the money. Yeah. So it's like, you're going to be rewarded twice. Not in my America. Yeah. <laughs> you get one shot. <laughs> that's very Eng- that's very it. English of you. That's a very English uh, English approach. What do you think? Okay, Rana? well, I was going to vote for the graduate because the graduate had this big milestone and she can't have a party and she's all by herself and blah 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 blah. But I don't know. It would. I think the idea of my guy and his guy enjoying the basket isn't a bad one. Okay, absolutely. That took us has got to have get some filling. <laughs> it's. Just- that took us is going to be. True. He can put blackberry jam in his. Tukus it's going to be from brimming blackberry with fun. delicious comestibles. I'll tell you yeah. what it's going to be. It's going to be a tempest in a teapot. I'll tell you that. How <laughs> dare you know what? That's absolutely gonna, what it's going to be. We're going to talk about. All right. All right. So now re- we're just going to read our our cliffhanger, Adam, and then we're going to say. Um, and then we'll say goodbye to you. How do British right, people man. say goodbye? Is it just au revoir? No, it was just goodbye, right? Uh, well, I mean, traditionally, cheerio is Cheers, a good one. Cheerio, right. Cheerio. Okay. All right. Cheers uh, is one of those words that never sounds right, except coming out of people with English accents. Cheers. I suppose the Australians can get away with it, but Americans saying cheers never works. No. It's a great Even word, th- cheers. It works well, but it doesn't sound right coming out of our... It's weird, though, because they've got like, it, you know, they created the one of the most successful sitcoms of all time with yes, that title. Yes, but we're You're saying right. cheers. We say, can say cheers for drinking, but we don't say cheers as thank you. Right, okay. Or goodbye or any of that. No. Oh, we'll do it for anything. Cheers is the shalom of, uh, of the British. Uh-huh. It goes for everything, yeah. Or aloha. Aloha, sure. yeah. Or, alo- or salam. I apologize, sure. Brian. Or namaste. Or namaste. Here's the cliffhanger. Dear Brian and Rana, that's a first, by the way. Yeah. I never get to go first. Dear Brian and Rana. I know. Huh. Dear Brian and Rana, hoping you can help solve a problem with a friend. I have a core group of three friends. Three out of four of us, including me, are teachers. One friend, who I'll call B, teaches at a private Christian school. Another friend, O, teaches special ed in a public high school. I teach in an elementary school in a pretty rough area. 
tough area. Before the pandemic, there was occasionally an issue with B always one-upping when it comes to work. If ORI tried to vent about our job, she always interrupted with her own stories. It was annoying, but we rarely get together because of distance, so it was easy enough to get over. Since the virus, though, we've started doing a Zoom date together every Friday night. It's been fantastic and was also B's idea. However, at least two to three times a Zoom session, B always says something that completely pisses me and O off. I try to talk about the challenges of teaching long distance. She says, well, you got a spring break and I didn't. My friend discusses the Wild West of navigating special education online, which is especially tricky right now because of legalities. And B interrupts to say, it's the same for me. I have no interest in comparing jobs, but her constantly bringing it up makes me feel insane. Her job does have its challenges, but will she, she will tell horror stories about her students where her worst students do things like where her worst students do things like lying about bringing silly putty to school. My horror stories are things like calling child protective services, being spit on her bit, or my students crying because their mom went to jail last night. I love my mm-hmm. friend and ninety five percent she's fantastic, but this is driving me and O crazy. How would you handle the situation? Kisses cranky teacher in Oregon. P.S. If there's any misspellings or bad grammar, by the way, she misspelled grammar, please be reassured (laughs) that I do not, that I do not teach writing. Don't you worry about it. Okay. So you can find the answer to that on our Patreon this Friday, patreon.com slash askrana. Adam, interestingly enough, you are, you are on a diet of socials, right? I mean, you're just like not doing it, right? Like if people want to find you, No, I'm not findable. There's no need to find me. I've got absolutely nothing of any value to say in that medium. Um, And, uh, you know, if you're at all interested in me, the podcast is the best place to find me. And outside of that, I'm absolutely without merit. (laughs) (laughs) Please listen to the Adam Buxton podcast. It truly is so funny and so smart. And you have incredible guests. So wonder. Oh yeah, who have you had on the show that I was? That who are some of your favorites? I know that that's a, t- a tough question, but maybe some of just my favorites Go off on. the top well, of your head. Off the top. Well, we've had Nick Kroll on there. It was nice talking to him. We talked. Oh. I, I talked to Bill Hader. That was one that we did remotely. Or I say we. I. Uh, Billy Connolly, Michael Palin, a slot of men. Didn't you um, just have um uh Malcolm Gladwell, Gladwell or something? Yeah. yeah, Malcolm Gladwell was on there. Uh, Z- uh, Zadie Smith, that was a good oh, one. Oh, cool. yeah. Um, White yeah. teeth. Yeah, absolutely. And do they come to you or do you just do it over uh, on over the airwaves? No, Bill, uh, previous to the corona pandemic, um, Bill Hader was the only one that I did remotely. I'd always much rather be in a room with someone. So I always, I go to them. I, I generally travel to London and... Uh, and go to a friend's house and meet them there and, um, yeah, sit down in front of them. It's much more fun. Well, Fabulous. really check out the Adam Baxton podcast. It's so good. Adam, I would really hate to see Ron and Brian on your podcast. I would really hate to see that. Oh, nobody wants that. No one wants that. Nobody It'll wants happen that. at some stage, no I hope. <laughs> no, we love and adore you. And thank you so much for, for doing this. Hey, thanks for having me. R- really good to see you. Kiss, kiss. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death 
in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook Games.